Hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Evening Almanac with Jamie Jackson. I'm going to recline on the bed for this one, so the vibe will be more relaxed and uh, going with the flow than when I stand up, which is much more ranty and energised. So today I took the boy to gymnastics. We're getting him into the old climbing around on things because he loves it, mate, right? Because he watched Floor is Lava when he was young, especially because uh, his brothers watched it. And then he just got into jumping around on the furniture and creating obstacle courses and all that kind of thing. So we thought, well, let's take him to gymnastics. It's mostly girls, but there is a few boys and then they all kind of congregate together. And then he gets to leap around on stuff. Great. But I'm not telling you that for any other reason than when I was there, there's an old lady who I've seen a couple of times, a grandma who takes one of her grandchildren. And we got talking today and... We talked for nearly 50 minutes straight and we had such a wonderful chat. Old people are an absolute deep well of experience and wisdom. They fascinate me. And when you're young, you're like, blah, blah, you're old and you don't know anything. In fact, they they know so much. They've kind of almost come out the other side. When you're young, you can't relate to an old person because they're on like a different astral plane almost. They're like so far out there. They've been there and done that. She was telling me about her marriage and uh, how she moved to South Africa and she worked there and uh, how she's got, she's one of nine and she comes from a family in Northern Ireland and how she's got four children of her own and she's got step-grandkids and grandkids and blah, blah, blah. And her ability to storytell This is another thing about old people. They have a pacing and calmness and they talk about things with in a kind of matter of a fact way. But it's so engaging. I don't know what it is. If you get old people talking, if you get them on the subject that they like, which is normally themselves because that's everybody. But if they start talking about their life and life experiences, fuck me, there is a lot to tap into. And I had an idea a while ago which came from talking to my German step-grandmother. So I've grown up with a step-grandmother, and she's this German lady. And I went round there one time to see her, and we've never really had a one-on-one chat. I haven't been old enough, I haven't. we haven't had the time, you're always with other family. But I went round and we just had a, a, a chat for an hour or two, and she started telling me about how she was born... Just after the war, I think she was born in the war, and then when she was growing up, she was growing up in in East Germany, and they had to escape under a tunnel under the wall into West Germany at night, and and they had an amazing place in East Germany, but obviously it was run by what well, would have been the Russians then, wouldn't it? And uh, it was you know just as just it wasn't like a free nice place of democracy. It was under basically communist dictatorship, which it, which previously was under fascist dictatorship. And she was explaining about all of this and the attitudes of the Germans post-war. And oh, it was incredible. And I was like, God, you, what an incredible life. And I thought to myself, I should get this on a podcast. I'm podcasting with my mates and with open mic comedians and stuff. And all respect to them, but they don't have the ability to storytell or the wisdom or the fourth the, the, or, or, or the lessons that old people have just blew me away. 
So I'm still thinking about starting a podcast interviewing old people. The only problem is I don't really know how to go about doing it without it seeming like I'm exploiting the elderly somehow. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, I'm not talking about people with dementia. I'm just would like to interview just some people who are like anybody really, 70, 75 plus, just talking to them, what they've done and everything. Incredible stuff. Right, I have got uh, Josh tomorrow. I'm not working tomorrow. I, I, I work today, um, but I am taking Josh to a gig tomorrow, which is work, of course, driving him there, driving him back. I could have performed. I'm glad, I've said, I'm glad I said no, because I'm still fighting something off. I don't feel well. I've just been not well. Uh, nothing horrendous, but just been fucking grotty for about a week since I got pissed last weekend. And then I'm going to Reading to meet meet up with my mates for a, a weekend away. And the thing I'm looking forward to most is just chilling out in the sauna and the steam room and the swimming pool of the hotel. And we're going in, uh, having a meal late on Saturday. So I am going to fucking get my money's worth in that, in that, what's it called? I was going to call it a suite. It's called a, uh, what's it called? It's, it's like a spa, perhaps. I know, that area of stuff where you, you do things like swim and sit in saunas and steam rooms. I'm going to get my money's worth out of that. And then we're going to a steakhouse. We nearly went to an Italian. And fuck me, I hate going for an Italian. Like, I love Italian food, but if you go to an Italian restaurant, it's like £15 for a pasta dish that you could make better at home. There's no mystery to it. Do you know what I mean? You can't make Chinese food at home. It never tastes the same. That's even with even if you're really great at making curries, a takeaway curry is always better. But a pasta dish, you can nail it at home, mate. There's no mystery to it, and you and and it will cost you like three quid. You don't need to pay fifteen pounds. You don't need to pay six fifty for garlic bread. It's the biggest fucking ripoff. And when are we gonna fucking admit that the shape of pasta makes no difference? It's all a bloody root. The Italian cuisine is just one long con, isn't it? See you on the next pod.